Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will be centered around the digital themes that are transforming our society, the way we live, work, and play. I am pleased to be joined today by Mark McMillan, a regional sales director with UBS Asset Management, as well as Eric Garfunkel, co-portfolio manager for UBS Asset Management's Digital Transformation Themes Strategy. Our UBS Chief Investment Office has published some extraordinary research on these new themes, and in June of 2020, our UBS Asset Management Partners launched the strategy as a way to actually invest in digital themes within a portfolio context. Mark is going to provide some comments and moderate some Q&A with Eric. Mark, Eric, welcome to you both. Uh, With that, Mark, let me pass it over to you. Uh, thank you very much, Dan. This is Mark McMillan with UBS Asset Management. Um, I want to uh, thank Eric for jumping on as well. As Dan mentioned, Eric co-manages our digital transformation theme strategy along with Albert Sway. Eric and Albert are supported by an impressive team of experienced analysts and have boots on the ground in both China and the United States, which we believe are the two geographical centers of digital innovation. Uh, Dan, we saw that the pandemic was a huge catalyst for digital transformation and propelled uh, digital themes forward at a much faster rate than we had even anticipated when we launched this portfolio back in June of 2020. Today, we're going to touch on the, the key digital themes that we believe will separate the winners from the losers in the market over time. To put it simply, we believe companies that are growing digitally will eventually outpace the rest And our digital transformation theme strategy seeks to provide exposure to the companies we see as the digital winners. So my first question over to you, Eric, is if you can just sort of overview the key themes that are part of the digital theme strategy. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Glad to uh, be here today. Um, So as as you've noted, you know, digital transformation will impact how we live, work, and play. And the companies that enable or embrace digital transformation, you know, should be the long-term winners in that market. And then, you know, as part of our process, we do group companies into uh, six different themes. Uh, so first, we have digital data. Uh, we believe that exponential data creation and cheap storage uh, is driving increased analytics and insight across industries. And this is where most of the uh, software companies uh, would reside. Uh, second, we have enabling technologies. Uh, so these companies help to create the infrastructure for 5G, cloud computing, and artificial intelligence. And this would be where a large number of uh, semi and hardware companies would be categorized. Uh, third, uh, e-commerce, uh, which is benefiting from changing consumer behavior to increasingly transact online, uh, which only accelerated uh, during the pandemic. Next, we have safety and security. As more data and transactions are occurring online and in the cloud, there's a new set of uh, security risks emerging. And we've seen an escalation recently, most notably with ransomware attacks, uh, including uh, one that took offline a key gas pipeline uh, that served the east coast of the U.S. Uh, Next, we have health tech as increased digitization of records and access to compute power and advanced robotics can help to lower the cost of uh of healthcare and to lead to improved patient outcomes. And then finally, we have FinTech as the digitization of payments and other financial services are creating disruption in that market. 
thank you, Eric. Um, one of the themes that I think is of particular interest right now is the e-commerce theme. Uh, so I'd like to dig a little bit deeper uh, into into that particular theme um, uh, and my next couple of questions. So two questions. Over the last year during uh, really a lot of this work from home um, trends and COVID-19 people, you know, staying, going out less, um, what, what trends have you seen within e-commerce and are there any technologies or industries outside of the obvious companies like Amazon that are benefiting from these changes? Yes, so clearly the uh, shift to e-commerce, which was already uh, occurring, uh, was accelerated. Uh, you know, when you can't stop in a, in a store, uh, those transactions very quickly moved online. But, you know, we think beyond pure Internet native players like an Amazon or an Alibaba, uh, to retailers that were able to connect directly with their customers and meet them, you know, where they were, whether that's online, in the store, and really drive an omni-channel strategy. Uh, so, for example, uh, when I actually returned to work in the office, uh, the Starbucks in our building uh, had transformed into a pickup-only location. And, you know, if you think about now, when you go to buy something even in a store, you may look online to do curbside checkout uh, or even just to check their inventory to make sure they have the product before you uh, leave your house. Uh, and then we also saw companies that, uh, companies needed tools to connect with their customers. Uh, so digital marketing and sales software became critical for any size company, not just larger enterprises. Uh, we've also seen video increasingly being used as a tool, uh, both to showcase products online uh, or to reach uh, remote customers. So think of all the fitness studios uh, that were able to live stream classes uh, during the pandemic. And then finally, uh, we've seen a lot of innovation on the payment side whether it's uh, something like buy now, pay later, or a digital-only banking, uh, which have both inca- uh, gained increased traction over the past year and a half. So in terms of you know, sorting through, I mean, there's a lot of new companies that have gone public over the last year um, you know, on this e-commerce side, especially on a lot of the supporting technologies that you just highlighted. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about how your team really sort of sorts through all of these companies to sort of pick the winners and the losers um, and, you know, maybe kind of highlight you know, your methodology for, for selecting and building out the portfolio. You know, maybe just let me kind of talk at a very high level about, you know, two companies that um, you might not think of as, as digital uh, transformation names, but, uh, you know, companies that have really leveraged uh, their digital platforms and, and work to, to transition their businesses. So, you know, Nike, for example, uh, has been making a big push to interact directly with customers. So, uh, you know, in their latest uh, earnings call, they noted that uh, they've reached 21% of their sales are now digital and they're targeting 40% by 2025. Um, they've noted an ability to increasingly leverage uh, customer data and uh, layer on analytics to better deploy inventory. Uh, which can reduce uh, their own costs and also improve the customer experience by reducing uh, shipping times. And, you know, they've also made a big push to, as I mentioned, interact directly with customers. So they have this uh, sneakers app, uh, S-N-K-R-S, for new sneaker releases. And it's actually a top 20 uh, downloaded shopping app uh, in the U.S. in iTunes. And they recently noted an 80% increase 
uh, in monthly active users. So, you know, a name that's been around for a while, but uh, really embraced uh, digital transformation. And then, you know, another name that you might not think of as a technology company is McDonald's. Um, you know, but in 2019, uh, they actually made two interesting acquisitions. Uh, they bought a company called Dynamic Yield, uh, which is uh, AI, an AI uh, software company, and they're deploying it in their digital menus. So when you go through a drive through uh, based on what you order, uh, it can create recommendations uh, using data on what other people who have made similar orders also bought. And this can be an effort to help improve uh, add-on sales and, and raise their uh, uh, their average ticket. Uh, and then they also bought a company called Apprente, which is a voice recognition software. Uh, they're currently um, testing this uh, in certain markets. Uh, you know, if you think about the most stressful and most likely uh, part of the transaction to have an error, it's the actual ordering uh, with another person. Uh, and so this is an effort to reduce uh, errors and increase efficiency at the at the source. And then finally, you know, they recently introduced uh, a new uh, loyalty program. Um, they announced within a month that they have uh, 12 million uh, signups for the program, and that's without doing any uh, national advertising. Uh, just for reference, uh, when Starbucks introduced uh, their um, loyalty program uh, back in the day, it took them 10 months to hit just uh, 2 million uh, users. So, uh, you know, those are two companies that, um, you know, really highlight uh, what embracing digital transformation can do for your business. Eric, thank you very much for your time today and appreciate you know, sharing your thoughts and observations about this exciting area with digital transformation. And Dan, thanks for having us on the show today. Back over to you. Great. Well, Mark, Eric, thank you for joining us here on the podcast for some quick thoughts on the digital themes impacting the investment space right now. For our clients of UBS interested in more information on digital transformation, please be sure to reach out to your UBS financial advisor. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.